Well, amen. Good morning, everyone. I don't know about you, but boy, I'm sure glad to be back in church. Amen. Backsliding just isn't fun. Not that I was backsliding, but I had to go down and see my mom I'm down in Kentucky, and everybody says that's God's country, but man, when you go down there, it just don't look like God's country to me. It don't sound like it either. Uh, you talk to people, and, and uh, that song we just said, Come Thou Fount of Many Blessings, I, when I listen to these songs, man, I sit back here, man, it thrills my soul. Uh, Genesis chapter 25. It thrills my soul just to be in church on Sunday morning uh, because there's so many people out there that really, they, they don't have it. And it's, it's not that we're better than anybody else is. You know, I got saved on a back porch, you know, that uh, 1980. And I mean, it just, after years and years of just trying to do something for Jesus Christ or walk in a path, that's it, nothing more. Uh, you see the distance separating you between everybody else, and it's not something you're doing intentionally to make anybody else feel bad. It's just a natural progression. And you see the world as it is, and all of a sudden, if you're really, if you're really honest, you got to thank God that you're even still in the thing at any time in your life. Uh, after 43 years, I, I thank God all the time that I'm still in it. I've had people cuss me out, yell at me. I haven't done anything to them uh, except try to live like a, like a Christian should live, which I don't even do a good job at that. Uh, but they don't do it at all, and then they get mad because you make them feel bad. Never feel bad to make somebody feel bad about Jesus Christ. They, uh, they ought to just feel bad. Genesis chapter 25. Uh, Isaac, Isaac went out, uh, chapter 24, we finished that last week. Isaac went out, and he, he, uh, he's a picture of, of Jesus Christ coming back and getting his bride. People say, I don't believe in the rapture. I, I, you know, I'm dumb hillbilly from Kentucky. I believe in the rapture. Uh, I mean, I just, there's too many verses, there's too many stories, there's too many pictures in the Bible all through there where the Lord shows you exactly what he's going to do. you got a book sitting in front of you this morning, brother, that will show you everything you need to know. Uh, Sarah Kaiser is going to go back. Sister Sarah is now taking TBDI. Rachel is taking TBDI, or she's going to. Uh, guys, I mean, if you want a girl, man, you're going to have to step up to the plate. I'm going to tell you right now because... Uh, they, they're, gonna either, they're either going to preach at you or you're going to have to learn how to preach at them. Uh, pretty soon, you know, all, all, all the young ladies and, and young guys will have Bible educations, which is a really good thing. Uh, I was talking to Rachel. She graduated uh, the other day. Yesterday, Saturday, they had her thing, her graduation party here. And, and she was sitting there. I asked her, I said, hey, what are you, what's your plans, next plans? And she says, TBDI. I'm like, what? I mean, uh, she just graduated high school. She said, TBDI. I said, you know, that's a brilliant idea. Uh, because it, once you do that, that's why I went to Bible college. I didn't go to be a preacher. I didn't go to be a teacher. I, didn't, I went to learn as much Bible as I could in three years uh, so that for the rest of my life, that's in my head, and every decision I make after that will be based on the Word of God the best I can. Without that, I would have never done that. Uh, you know, when you read your Bible, when I read this thing, I'm reading through this thing like, hey, this thing is about me. Uh, it's not that I'm selfish and I don't care about you, but I really do care about me. It's that selfish side. I place myself in all these stories. I, I'm Isaac, man. I'm, I'm Rebecca coming up from the, the, the far country and coming in and, and lighting off of a camel and getting up there. And, and Isaac's coming from the north country down to the south country. And he doesn't come all the way down. He gets his bride, takes her back. Uh, I had somebody ask me yesterday about the uh, bride of Christ, and, and and you'll hear preachers say when you get to heaven, all the all, everybody's going to be masculine men and everything else. And she said, "Is everybody everybody in heaven really men?" I said, "I don't know." I said, "He calls us the bride of Christ, and I have a problem with that." 
uh, here, here, over there, I won't have a problem. But understanding, uh, I mean, you hear me talk about other things all the time. And, and <laughs> here's a guy saying, I'm, I'm the bride of Christ. I mean, how in the world does that, that just doesn't fit in with our society the way it is. But that's exactly what I am. And I, I mean, I know the Lord is always right. So I'm going to believe him. And when I get there, I'll agree with him 100% because I'm, I'm on this side. I'm learning how. Genesis. Genesis. Uh, Isaac has now got his wife. He took her into the tent. Marriage, brethren, is completely different than what our society. We are brainwashed. It's the sooner you understand you're brainwashed, the better off you'll be. Uh, this book, people say, well, you got brainwashed by a book. Yeah, well, yeah, you got brainwashed by the government. Uh, I don't really care. It's, it, you're going to get brainwashed by something. But what I like about this is I got both sides of that thing, and Isaac took his wife, went to the tent. There was no ceremony. There was no preacher standing up doing the Amidana and all that. Being raised Catholic, I do the Amidana and Fivafofum thing. But uh, there, there is none of that stuff. We do that for the families. We do that for everybody else. Uh, but really, the Lord blesses the thing uh, when he brings two people together. That's how important a marriage is. I mean, it's, it, it is one of the most important things in your life. It'll, it'll make you or break you uh, if you don't wait. Young people, you ought to wait. I tell young people, I'll, I'll mention this probably in Sunday morning service too. You need to wait. You need to wait on the Lord. Wait. Just wait. Uh, the right one will come, and if you get the right one, you'll have years of, of, of glee and happiness. Uh, if you get the wrong one, uh, you have years of misery and sadness. And I like happiness over sadness. I mean, it's just, I just, I don't like the sad part. I like the right one, and uh, uh, I, I like somebody who can put up with me. Genesis chapter 25. This is a very special chapter. Does anybody know why? It's the middle of Genesis. I'm almost halfway done. <laughs> it's only been 10 years. Man. <laughs> then, then, verse 1, then Ab again Abram took a wife, and he never learned his lesson, and her name was Keturah. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. I do preach a blessed morning service, the Sunday school hour, Lord. What a blessing it is to have a book. Lord, thank you for the, writing the stories about all these men and women out throughout the Bible and their lives, and Lord, we can look at them and and, Lord, they're examples for us to follow, uh, to look at, and to see how we can do the same thing. Uh, Lord, again, thank you for your blessings. Bless the morning service afterwards, and we'll praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Abraham's wife died. Sarah died, and uh, he's, he's taking care of Isaac. You're going to see the shift now where the, the Lord starts moving away from Abraham, and Abraham passes away here in a few seconds and in a couple more verses, and he shifts into Isaac, and he's moving down the road. Uh, the, the thing you need to get is God's got a plan, and his plan is from the beginning of time all the way through, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to come out the way he wants it. And how we come out on that side, uh, I was talking to somebody last week, and they were yelling and screaming at me. They were all mad and everything else, and I'm like, fine, be mad. You can be mad all you want. Uh, I'm not mad at you, and then they, he's calling me names and this, that, and the other, and, and I'm sitting there going, and he's telling me at this, out of the same mouth, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. You ought to watch how you, you let words come out of your mouth sometimes. It's really important. It's just, nothing more than just listen to yourself. That's how you change. You listen to yourself and say, whoa, should I really say that as a Christian? Uh, and he's telling me, he said, don't tell me about God. I'm going to stand before the Lord. I'll give account. Now, I don't know about you, but personally, I don't want only by pride come with contention. And I really do not want to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ and, at the, the uh, judgment seat of Christ. And look at him with a proud, arrogant attitude. Like, I'll stand before him and I'll, I'll get judged for him. I'm, I'm like, brother, that's not really the way to go. Uh, the way to go is kind of humble face down and, and kind of look up every now and then. Hopefully Michael or Gabriel will pick you up and say, come on, stand up on your feet, man. You're okay. You're going to get in. You're, you're taken care of. 
Uh, I know I'm saved at that point. I'm not going anywhere. I'm going, I'm going in, but it's how you go in that matters to me. And uh, I don't understand everything about it, but you know what? I mean, on this side, uh, there's a fear of God. When he says there's no fear of God before their eyes, there's a problem. Uh, there ought to be a healthy fear in our lives about sin. Abraham's sitting here. He's, Sarah's dead. He's, he's free. Uh, he, he had Hagar. That, he was okay with Hagar. Sarah wasn't too okay with Hagar. Uh, then, then again, Abraham took a wife, and her name was Keturah. And she bare him Zimram and Jokshan and Medan. And Mid You'd think he'd had enough kids with Ishmael and, and Isaac and the problem he had with those guys. Medan and Ishbak and uh, Shua. That's almost like the names of kids today. Uh, and Jokshan, my, my, uh, my, I think somebody just had a child in my family somewhere, and they got a name, and I don't understand where all these names come from. Probably out of the Bible somewhere in the way you in the background. Because Imran, Jokshan, Medan, 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 uh, Ishbak, Shuan, uh, Jokshan, uh, and Jokshan begat Sheba and Dedan, and the sons of Dedan was a... a God cares about people. You look at this. I mean, he's going down a list of names of people that you'll probably not hear a whole lot more about for the rest of the Bible. Ashuram, uh, Ledishim, Leumim. I bet your mom had a problem with that one. <laughs> and the sons of Medan, uh, Ephah and Ephor and Hanok and Abida and Elda. Uh, all these were the, the children of Keturah. And it don't stop there. He goes on down with a whole list. Uh, the Hebrew text, uh, he, Keturah, uh, here's, a, here's a problem. I'll show you right here. Here's a real simple problem in your Bible that everybody complains with. Uh, you got to learn how to trust your Bible. Yeah. Uh, you just trust this thing. Forget everything else. Just trust it. Uh, there's not a person on the planet that's a, King ja that's a Greek scholar enough that they could uh, dictate what this thing should say. There, there's just nobody. I don't think there's nobody alive. Uh, if you take the, the King James scholars, and I, whether you know people disagree or agree with that, I don't really care, but you take the King James scholars, all 54 of them, how fluent they were. They had nothing in their lives on a daily basis. There was no billboards flashing filth and trash all over the place. They didn't have uh, these stupid phones in their hands. They didn't have computers. They didn't have nothing. They just got up in the morning, went to some Cambridge, Oxford, or, or Westminster College University, and they translated all day, and they went back home, and they've already got to the place where they were very extremely educated men. Uh, they knew some of them guys had 34 languages fluently, fluently. Now, I, I can barely master, I haven't even mastered English. Uh, I can barely speak English. Uh, I, I'm, still, I'm still marveling. There's a, there was a girl I met over in Barcelona, Spain, and here I am in Barcelona, Spain, passing out Spanish tracks, and I can't even read this, the track I'm reading. I'm just hoping that Fellowship Track got that thing right. That's all I could do, man. I'm like, praise God, oh, God, make this track right because I can't read it. And this girl comes up, and, and I hand her one, and she walks away, and then she comes back, and, and we start talking. And every time I tell the story, my wife gets mad at me. But, I mean, she's a good-looking blonde, cute blonde. Uh, and and uh, the story is okay, man. It's really okay. And I was single at the time. I don't even know why she was mad at me. Uh, and, and so she comes back and she says, she didn't care about the track, but she's reading it. And she goes, are you on the ship down there? I said, yeah. And she, she found I was a sailor. And what she was mad about was that I come over there in a, in a ship and I'm there for six months cruising around the Mediterranean, get paid, got a house to sleep in as it moves around from port to port to port all over the Mediterranean. And I get to stay in that ship and they feed me and pay me and give me a job. And, and, I can, and she has to choose two weeks out of the year to come from Germany down there. There's where the problem lies. 
She's German, reading a Spanish track, talking to me in English. I have a problem with that. Now, some people don't have a problem with that, but this, this young lady made me look stupid. I felt bad. I felt bad. I felt bad going into a McDonald's. And somebody on that counter in McDonald's in Barcelona, Spain, or Toulon, France, or Marseille, anywhere you went over there, you want a Big Mac, there's somebody on that counter that can speak the language that you're going to speak because everybody in the Mediterranean speaks something different. If you speak Zimbabwean, there's somebody at McDonald's that can speak that language and sell you a Big Mac. And, and I'm sitting there going, here we dumb Americans, we come over there and we're going to tell everybody this is the word of God or this isn't the word of God because, because of what? Unless you can speak 34 languages fluently, I think you need to shut up, really personally. I'm just, that's a worldwide thing. That's not you, you guys are all sharp and, as tax and, and uh, you got everything down. But uh, when these guys started translating that book, I mean, with no other thing in their life, I don't think you could amass a group of scholars today like that that was there in those three universities to do this work. I don't think you could do it. So when you come to this book, you got to look at right here. Here's, here's one of the problems. Then Abraham took a wife and, and a lot of the new scholars, because you go down to verse 6. But under the sons of the concubines, which Abraham had, Abraham gave gifts. So he lists off these, and here they say concubines. So the, the new scholars want to tell you that the over here wife, it's two different words. It's two totally different words. And the, the Hebrew word uh, for, uh, for keturah, wife, for wife, is isha. Isha, I'm, I'm pronouncing it wrong, but that's okay. The it, Pilgash is the word for concubine. Doesn't that sound the same? Ish, uh, isha, Pilgash. Sounds exactly the same to me. Uh, and they get mad. And they say, well, down here he says, he says in verse 6, concubines. Well, they probably made a mistake right there. No, they didn't make a mistake. They correct, it was correct. What you're saying at that point is you got to stop and say, number one, do I believe this thing is the word of God? And if I do, then the Holy Spirit chose that word. Now, I don't use Greek and Hebrew a lot, just to show you that I don't use Greek and Hebrew a lot. I just like the English. The English is simple enough for me. I don't want much. The, you know, I worked for LexisNexis for a long time. They, they had some of the biggest databases in the whole wide world of just data, information. And they would not let you transcribe that data. What they did is they went to the Philippines, and they found a bunch of people that could not speak a lick of English. And they would send all the information over to them. And all they did all day long was type what they seen. They didn't know what they were reading. If they knew English, they wouldn't harm. If they knew any, they would just type what they seen. And they would type. And, and, and that way you had a correct uh, input of data. Otherwise, if you knew the language, you'd say, oh, well, they're wrong here. Let me help correct that. i got to correct this article. And then the, the information would be wrong. Uh, brother, when you get into your Bible, you got to sit here and, and say, okay, I believe the text is correct as it is. Uh, since I can't translate, I got three years of Greek in your Hebrew. Yeah. Since I can't translate Hebrew and Greek the right way, I've got lexicons. I mean, you could choose 15, 20 different sometimes words uh, for, the, for each of these words. I, I can't do that. I can't be the one who chooses that. I would rather get to heaven and say, if the Lord says, Mike, by the way, you know that word right there was actually wrong. <laughs> I'm like, well, that's your fault, not mine. I believed you. I believed you did this, and I just trusted you. And, and uh, you know, you got to get to the place where you learn how to trust. What's wrong with most people today is they never got to the place where they trust this book. Uh, if you trust any book, you know what you're going to do? You're going to come to the King James Bible. I have never met anybody in four, 43 years that said I'm about, I, I remember a, a guy on the ship, he's a Marine. He was standing up on a mess one day. I mean, I was, uh, to this day, I'm still impressed about this guy. 
he's standing up on a mess deck, and he's up on the, he's up on the mess deck. I, I ain't going to stand here because they got it all pretty, but I usually stand here. But they, he's sitting there preaching on the mess decks. Now, a jarhead preached on the mess decks. I mean, I'm a sailor, and uh, so I was like, listen to that guy, man. That guy is crazy. I said, I like that. And he goes, and the infallible word of God. I said, oh, he shouldn't have said that. Uh, so I go up to him and I said, and he's preaching on an NIV RSV or something. And I'm like, hey, uh, you don't really believe that. He goes, I do too. I said, so you really believe the word of God is infallible? He goes, yes, I do. I said, no, you don't. Yes, I do. I said, which one? He goes, all of them. <laughs> I said, could you read Matthew 18, 15 to me, 18, 11 to me? And he goes to Matthew 18, 11, and it's not in his books. So I, I, I open mine up to Matthew 18, 11, and there it is. For the Son of Man came to seek that which was lost. I said, so which one is right, mine or yours? He goes, both of them. I'm like, how could both of them be right? I said, mine has a verse, yours don't. I said, and there's all kinds of other things in there. That's just a real simple one. I said, there's all kinds of other things. And he went away still thinking he was right. I never did a good chance to ever talk to him again uh, and sit down with him. We went to, uh, uh, down to Monterey, Mexico, and there was a guy going to be a missionary. And, and he, we were riding down, and, and he was driving, and I was riding, and everybody else was in the back. And everybody, Mike, shut up, Mike, shut up, please, shut up, shut up. So the guy's telling me some stuff, and I'm like, but that's not Bible. I said, that's not Bible. That's not what the Bible says. Uh, the Bible says this, this, and he kept, by the time we got back, he, he decided not to be a missionary, and he was going to go on deputation, but he decided not to be a missionary. You say, why, why would you do that? I didn't mean to do that to him. Really, I'm just sitting there going, no, I'm going to defend what I believe. You're not going to take this thing away from me. I'm not going to let nobody take it away from me. I'm not going to take it away from me. This thing is, this is all I have to stand on. And as I was reading down through that, that might not seem too much, uh, when it, that little word, a wife. But you'll come across somebody and they'll say, oh, look right here, there's a mistake in the Bible, right? No, there's not. If there's one, there's a thousand. I can't trust anything in here. If there's one, I say, nope, I'm, I'm going to believe it. Keturah, Hebrew for incense. Uh, it's his wife. He married her. But as you watch now, it's going to go away. And then it starts talking about the kids and it says uh, Zimram is celebrated and uh, Jokshan is Fowler. Uh, names in the Old Testament had a meaning. Uh, there was a reason why they named them children what they did, Fowler. Uh, it gives you an area. Uh, Zimram, went to, uh, Zimram went to Mecca, uh, somewhere in the Red Sea. These are all Abraham's kids and they're all moving off on the sides. He's getting rid of them because the Lord's going to focus down on Isaac. Uh, Zimram's probably over in the uh, Mecca side. Uh, Joshan, uh, probably uh, uh, the Kassamites of Arabia. Uh, Sheba, uh, Sebans, uh, Dedan, a name for the grandson of Cush. So as you go right down that whole list, and I read all the list off, he starts talking about the, the sons and then their son's sons. So he's giving you genealogies. And brethren, when you get over, it's a family issue. When you get in the Middle East, and I've been there a whole bunch of times being in the Navy, uh, I mean, there is fights going on over there all the time, and it's family-related. Uh, if you don't, the, the problem I had last week was a brother. A brother was all mad because for 43 years I've tried to walk a Christian life and did the best I can, and for 40 years he hasn't. He said he's saved, but he hasn't. And he's mad because he says I put him under conviction and I always treat him bad. And, and, and well, you know what got me more than anything else is he told me that I run everybody off out of my church. I had to stop and think, have I ever run anybody off? 
And I've asked a couple of people to leave, but they weren't members of the church and they were just, they were in and out causing trouble. I said, hey, you know, why don't you go somewhere else? And this isn't really, I mean, we sit down and talked and they, uh, they were completely against this thing. They said, this is a pretty good gig, by the way. Uh, I, I guess it is. I don't know. I, but, but when you sit there, he was telling me all this other stuff and this, that, and the other. I'm like, but you've never been in my church. If you have, it's only been once or twice. I said, you hadn't been around the people that I'm around all the time. How could you possibly know that? Uh, that's what my mom told him because my mom gets mad because she's Catholic and I tell her stuff and then she goes to Danny and tells him stuff and by the time you tell one person something it goes to somebody else and somebody else he gets all mixed up. But, but Jock Chan, his sons are all there and he gives you the Sabines, uh, Kush, Edom, uh, some more Arab tribes, uh, Arabic tribes. Uh, uh, it, it just keeps, uh, keeps going down all the way to Medan. Medan has five sons. Uh, Epha, Epher, Hanok, uh, Abida, uh, El Elda. And God lays these things out in a, in a sense where they're at. They're running around all over there. And that's where your, your nations and tribes are coming from. And when you get over there, uh, you get to the Arabs and the Jews. What you're doing is you're, you can't. He said, I'll bless them, told Abraham. I'll bless them that bless thee and I'll curse them that curseth thee. You're right in the middle. I, I keep thinking uh, Ukraine, the reason Russia hasn't. Here's, here's, here's uh, Putin. Got cancer. You're messing with a Jew, man. You, you do understand that, right? The guy's a Jew. The, the leader of, of Ukraine is a Jew. And you're messing with a Jew. I don't care what you do, man. You're, you're messing with the wrong guy. A fire's going to come down out of heaven and eat you up. I'm saying, you know, don't, you don't have to get, I think really what the United States, I love my Navy. I love the Navy. The Navy was good. I mean, I had to leave because my wife got pregnant with number three and it's all her fault. Uh, if I hadn't, if she hadn't got pregnant, I would have stayed in for 25, 30 years, but uh, no, Lord, he got me out too. He wouldn't let me, but, but I think we all, we all just turn our Navy over to the nation of Israel, the entire Navy, man, just forget about everything. Just give them the Navy. And they would go over and solve our problem in, in no time flat, man. They would, they would own the Middle East, half of Russia, all of Europe, uh, in no time flat. Uh, you wouldn't have to worry about Iran or Iraq. You wouldn't have to worry about none of that stuff because he said, I'll bless them that bless thee and I'll curse. That's a promise from God. Brother, you got all through your Bible, if you don't get to the place where you trust this thing, he starts telling you, I mean, I know some of these genealogies, they just get repetition. You ought to go to First Chronicles. Man, I tried First Chronicles. I tried reading that. First of all, I can't read hardly at all. Uh, like I told you, I, I know, I tell the Lord all the time, you got the wrong guy for this job. That's okay. Uh, but I tried, honestly, to read the first five or six, seven, eight chapters of, of Chronicles, First Chronicles, and my tongue went numb. I mean, I couldn't talk like for two or three days, man. It hurt. I mean, by the time I got down to chapter two or three, I mean, it hurt. If you ever listen to Alexander Scorby, you ought to listen to that guy. I mean, he just goes right through them things. Uh, that's when I put my headphones on, right through Chronicles. Uh, there's just no way, man. There's no way. But, but he gives you those genealogies. The Lord has a reason for everything that's in your Bible. And you say, well, I don't want it. You know what maybe you ought to do is just do it anyways. Uh, that's a problem with us Americans. Um, and we just don't do what we need to do. We, we sit there and do absolutely nothing. Anyways, I'm going to bypass some of these. Get down to verse, um, man, time flies. Uh, verse 7 is Shuna, uh, desperation, uh, depression, dis dispersion. Uh, see comments under Genesis 21, 20. We could go back there, but we're not. Ishmael, uh, he had another son named Ishmael. And Hagar uh, was the lady that he had. And he, she had a son, and his name was Ishmael. Ishmael from uh, verse 8, uh, 25, 8, uh, down for, for the rest of the chapter, or for, 
four or five verses is all Ishmael's sons. So uh, Ishmael and Isaac back there got along really good together. They both buried their dad. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Uh, verse, verse 8 says that Abraham gave, uh, well, let me, I don't want to go that far. Abraham gave unto Isaac. Uh, okay. Uh, and verse 5, and Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac. And brother, we are, the picture of that is uh, Jesus Christ is everything is in his hand. All things were given to him. There's everything that was given to this world is put into his hand. Satan tried to tempt him three times. Uh, Christ said, no way, man. He said, it's written, it's written, it's written. You can't tempt somebody who already has something. What's wrong with us today is we don't have a, a good, if you're a good Christian, if you're trying to be a Christian, you need to stop and realize it's all yours. Uh, you may not have it quite yet, but you're going to get it. And this world can't do anything but give you a substitute or a cheap imitation of something. Uh, Ford, Ford come out with a new electric. I think, I think, it's, I think that's the biggest sin in the world. Uh, Ford should have a big engine. And it, uh, I mean, just it should suck. The you should have to stop at every gas station in a Ford. I mean, that's just the way Ford should be. Uh, and now I'm, I'm old school. I just like gas engines. I don't like electric engines. Uh, Joe's got an electric engine. I, I think he's Joe. But, <laughs> but uh, Tesla, Ford, Ford, I thought was funny. Ford came out, and there's a, if you go out and buy a new Ford pickup truck that's all electric, you get a special little thing in the Ford pickup truck that no other truck has. It has a Tesla charging port. <laughs> you can pull a Tesla up next to it and charge it off your Ford. Uh, I thought, what? I said, uh, Elon Musk is going to be ticked off at that. I mean, it's now you can't go to Musk's places and charge your Ford up. But if you find a dead, dead uh, a Tesla on the side of the road, which most of them are going to be dead after a while. Brother, that thing's a setup. That's a setup. I'm a technician by trade. That's a setup. You're getting set up. We're getting set up bad. They're going to go all electric, and they're going to get rid of all the gas guzzlers. And they're going to be able to shut power off and grids off. I was in Romania, and at 10 o'clock at night, they shut everything down. You had no more water. If you didn't have water, uh, you didn't have electricity, you didn't have nothing. They shut it all down. And then they turned it back on at 6 o'clock in the morning to conserve. That's where we're going to go. Yeah. What they're going to try to do is control us. And I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, I, I always look back in the Lord's day. I said they didn't have cars back then. They had chariots and wagons and donkeys uh, and chickens. Uh, chickens are good, man. Rotisserie chickens are great. But, I mean, they had all that stuff back there. They're, we are going to get back to that. And we are so used to being spoiled in our country that you go to some of these other countries, they just didn't have it. And if you don't get to the place where you, all of a sudden you're just trusting God, I think some bad things are in, in our future as far as the country goes. Uh, and I'm sitting there going, Lord, I don't really care. Uh, that may seem harsh to you, but I really don't care. Because usually what I found out in my life that when God brings hard things into our lives, there's a reason why he does that, and it's to get us a little bit closer. Uh, when Saul was over there, Paul was uh, running around and wreaking uh, havoc in the church. The church, early church scattered, which put it all over the place, which we're here today because of that. There's always a reason why God allows what he's happening to happen. And it, even if I die, I still go absent from the body, present with the Lord. I go right to heaven. You know where you get that at? You get that out of reading a book sitting here that's in front of you. And you say, why, why would he got all this, these names? Nebajoth. Nebajoth. Uh, that's, that's, uh, that's Ishmael's son of Hagar. 
Uh, it, it goes through and gives you all of Ishmael's sons. Verse 5. Now we'll get to that. I'll get back into some of his sons here in a little bit. But uh, it gives all of his sons. And then verse 5 says, And Abraham gave all that he had unto Isaac. That I'm telling you what, there's, there is something in that book when Abraham's a picture of the Lord and God the Father. And Abraham, uh, Isaac is a picture of, uh, of the Holy, or the, Jesus Christ. And Eliezer is a picture of the Holy Ghost. When you're getting that right there, you're getting the Trinity. People say, I don't believe in the Trinity. Okay, the word triune isn't in your Bible. There's another problem I got. Why didn't we just say Godhead? We'd solve that whole problem. Uh, I believe in the Godhead. I believe the Godhead in, in up-to-date terms that we use is a triune being, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. That's a Trinity. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, people that have a problem with the Trinity have a problem thinking. I mean, they have a problem in their head. Uh, and Abraham gave, up, gave all that he had unto Isaac. And, but unto the sons of the concubines, which Abram had, gave, uh, Abram gave gifts and sent them away. Uh, we won't, they won't rule with us. I'll I tell you what, I'm, I'm, I was telling that young lady the other night about uh, the bride of Christ. I don't necessarily understand that, but I know there's going to be a married supper of the lamb, and I like to eat. And I'm going to be able to eat up there one day, and I'm going to have fun doing it. Uh, but I won't be a concubine's son. Right. I'm a child of the king. And I got that out of a book that I just, I just believe it. I just, I told the Lord a long time ago, I just believe what this thing says. And you said, if I trust you, you're a very important person in this world. Uh, you're a VIP. You need to understand that. Jesus Christ, when he saved your soul, when you got to the place where you understood what he said, uh, I don't think salvation is easy as everybody makes it. Uh, I think it, it took me some time. Uh, again, from Kentucky, I didn't get saved until I was 22. But I think it takes some time, and the way the world is today, and the involvement that we're all into this world, and the, the just the different things. You ever played some of them stupid games? I can't even play the games. I thank God, man. I get seasick every time I look at some of these games. Now, they move too fast for me. I'm I'm just kind of a slow, methodical, go right through the thing, work on stuff, fix it, do it. I cannot. I can't do this. I I get seasick, man. Uh, but some of these games, they just they're just your mind is so fixed into that thing. What bothers me about all this stuff is, is whoever created those games are at this level, and the highest you'll ever achieve is that. Unless they write another version of the game. Then they'll up it again, and then that's the highest you'll ever get. Why would you want that? I want, I want heaven. I just like the heaven thing. I like the thought of out there somewhere is the Lord, and, and it might just be right here, and I just can't see it in another dimension. But it's... it's that, to me, is exciting. Amen. One of these days, I'm going to take my last breath. You say, well, why would you? I get to go to heaven. This thing drops off. This thing just falls away. My mom, y'all pray for her. Uh, I'm sure that if you've had elderly people in your families, you've had the same problem. But uh, I called her. We went down there. We left Thursday, came back home. Uh, actually, we came home Friday. And uh, as soon as I get there at 10 o'clock in the morning, she goes, where's my pizza? <laughs> 90 years old, man. I said... It's 10 o'clock in the morning, 10.30, man. They, they ain't even open yet. So we waited about a half hour. I called Pizza Hut. She, I said, what do you want? She goes, I want, a, I want a cheese and pepperoni pizza. Okay, okay. You're 90 years old. I'll have grace with you. I'll go get you one. Uh, I tried to get Beth to go, but Beth wouldn't go, so she made me go. So then I called him up and said, I want a double, I want extra cheese and extra pepperoni. I said, she's 90 years old. She can eat whatever she wants. Uh, so then I hang up the phone. She goes, did you get deep dish? <laughs> Hello, it's an extra buck. <laughs> okay, fine. Give me the extra buck thing. I go get the pizza. She she chows down two pieces. She won't eat nothing there. 
the lady takes the pizza, the nurse takes the pizza, the eight, uh, six other slices, puts it in the refrigerator. Me and Beth leaves about two o'clock, we come home. We get home and the phone's ringing. Can you come and get me, get me out of here? They won't put no clothes on me, they won't do this. And I'm, I said, mom, we just left. You did not. I said, yes we did. No, you didn't. I said, don't you remember the pizza? That was yesterday. <laughs> Uh, and about that time, it's 5 o'clock by the time, the lady is walking in with two more pieces of pizza on the plate. I said, is your pizza there yet? She goes, yeah, she's bringing it in right now. Uh, but but the, the medicine, she broke her hip. The medicine and whatever it is is affecting her head. Y'all keep her in prayer if you could. Uh, it's just another prayer. You know, it's, I don't want to get old. I really, I, I'm, Abraham is way up there. Uh, he's 170 years old. He dies here in a few minutes. 175 years old. I mean, it's just, I don't want to get that old. But the Lord blessed him, and he has a son, and he's given everything to him. And Abraham's going off the scene. It says, but under the sons of concubines. So he gives the, the people, his other son, stuff and sends him away. But Isaac he keeps. Isaac's not the elder either. Uh, verse 7. And these are the days of the years of Abraham's life, which he lived. A hundred and three score and fifteen years. That's 175 uh, years. And Abraham gave up the ghost and died in a good old age. Uh, an old man and full of years and was gathered to his people and his son Isaac and Ishmael. So Ishmael and Isaac had got the thing right between them enough to where they at least could get together and bury their father. Abraham earlier had bought a piece of land from Heth and buried Sarah. And that's where Abraham wants to be buried. He wants to be buried with his family. And uh, it says, and his son Isaac and Ishmael buried him in the cave of Machpelah in the field of Ephron, the son of Zophar, the Hittite, which is in Mamre. Uh, the field which Abraham purchased of the sons of Heth, uh, there, uh, there was Abraham buried and Sarah his wife. Uh, the sons of Keturah are, and the other concubines, uh, of verse 6, are sent out into the Arabian desert and Syria, the Syrian desert, uh, the present Jordan area, Saudi Arabia. So what you're doing is you're getting all that over there. The Lord is setting up the Arabs and everybody else, and they're going to be against uh, Israel. Uh, and that's, that's typical for us. I mean, there's a lesson to be learned there. Uh, you can't do right and get away with it. You can't do it. But you need to do right. Uh, I, I tell you, I wouldn't trade the last 43 years for anything. Not a thing. If, if, if I didn't have anything and just the Lord walking 43 years with him, I would be perfectly happy with that. Uh, because after watching the way this world's going, there's no hope in this world. There's, there's no future really for this world. Uh, you read, uh, get all the way over to Revelation chapter 21. That's, that's my, I have, I have favorite portions of the Bible. But if you want something to give you a reality check, and, and I, think, I think you ought to get education. We got a young lady sitting up here. She's a professor. Uh, Japanese architecture. I think she's a doctor. Dr. Sarah. Yeah, but you're a professor. Professor. That, that makes you, a, you got your master's. So she has her master's. Now she's going back to college to get her uh, bachelor's in theology. And I mean, I think you ought to get all the education you can get, but you got to keep it in perspective of what this world has. This world has not, I don't care how much education you get, uh, education without salvation is damnation. And if, if your education starts pulling you away from God, then chunk that thing, man. Uh, I never let mine pull me away. As a matter of fact, the more I got into it, the more I thought God. Uh, I don't know about you, but in electronics, man, when I get down to an atom, and you can't even see an atom, but when I know that they're manipulating that electron to get electronics to work, and I'm sitting there going, 
That just that just boggles my mind, man. I said, that's the coolest thing in the whole wide world. I said, I can do this, 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 and make it do that. And I can do that, 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 and do this. And I can use this component and use this with this, 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 and get that to happen. You say, that you're just a technician. Yeah, but man, I'm telling you what, once you figure that thing out, you can make anything. They got, they got chips out there now that you can buy this, the chip, and then you can buy the prints for the chip. And all you got to do is build the board around that chip. And if you know how to put the, get the right voltage, it's all mathematical formulas. That's all it is. You, you, if you want to build something, you can build anything you want. Nobody, you know how crazy this thing is? Nobody out there knows why they're building chips. Nobody knows why they're building chips. They just are building chips. They're building chips to do certain things. And, they, and then people like Microsoft, uh, IBM, Xerox, and, and uh, Zenith in the day built a chip and they didn't know what to do with it. And they built a computer, but they had nothing, no software to run on it. So they didn't even know it would work. Then Bill Gates comes along and creates DOS 1, MS-DOS. And they take MS-DOS and they could make it, build the circuit right to run on their stuff. They didn't know what they were doing. All of a sudden, they found two things that worked together and married it up and it worked. Now they start building that thing up. So you got chip manufacturers and you got software manufacturers. And they just go back and forth and they're building that thing up as they go. You've got companies out there building stuff that they have no idea what they're building. They're just building it. And you've got other people who figure out, oh, they got this, they got this, they got that. That's where you make all your big bucks if you can keep up with all this. Revelation 21. This is the end of it. And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. Now I'm telling you, if, if you put your hope, in, my hope and, uh, my hope and, what is it? I, the song is in my head, but I'm missing a verse there. My hope and what is it? What is it? My yeah, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. Uh, that's that's really what made me get out of the navy when I started thinking about it. I'm like this thing. The Lord could sink. I, I read those ships of Tarshish, man. They all broke up, and I'm like, Lord, you could do that to our navy. We got the greatest navy in the whole wide world. There is nobody on this planet that's got anything like we got. Nobody. America is unbelievable. I'm telling you what, uh, unless you're who was I was talking to the other day. Oh, Dave Spurgeon, Brother Spurgeon. He was talking about uh, just what we have. But you can't trust our government. You can't trust our country. You can't trust the things around you to protect you. A horse in the day of battle is a vain thing. Uh, if you're trusting your country that can protect you, you're trusting the wrong thing. I, I sit there a long time ago and said, wait a minute, man. I love my Navy. I think we got the strongest thing in the whole wide world. But the Lord can stop that thing in a heartbeat. And do whatever he wants to do. Abraham gave unto all of his kids and got rid of them. So Isaac could be by himself and do it. And they buried him in a cave. And the field which Abraham purchased. And Abraham and Sarah is there. Later on down the road, Jacob goes there. Uh, Jacob wants to be buried there. Uh, Joseph wants to be buried back there. Uh, they want to be around their families. One of these days, the Lord's going to come back and get them. They're going to be all in one spot. Uh, Abraham finally gives up the ghost at a ripe old age of 175 years old. Joseph gets uh, up to 110, Moses 120, uh, but not again until the millennium. So the age is starting to drop off rapidly, uh, where men are going to live 70, 80 years, and that's it. Abraham is buried with Sarah. Uh, from now on, the Holy Spirit is magnifying Isaac. Uh, the typology is clear. Uh, when you get into your New Testament, the, the Israel goes off to the wayside for a temporary time. Israel goes off to the wayside. The church is coming up. That's us, brethren. We're in the middle of a thing called a church. We're not in the middle. We're at the end of that thing. And the Lord is sitting there dealing with us, and he's working with his church. And I expect it to get worse and worse and worse. And you say, you can do that with a smile on your face? Yeah. 
Because that's what my book says. I, if, if my book told me it was going to get better and 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 just keep getting better like everybody says it's going to get, uh, I, you know what? We could have a picnic out in our yard like the St. Helens does down here. Have, <laughs> we could have roller coasters and all kinds. We could make all kinds of money. We could pack the church out. But you know what? That is? All you're doing is you're succumbing to the world systems to make money. And God don't want nothing to do with any of that stuff. And he's telling you, as the, he goes, there's going to be a great falling away. And as the closer we get to that day, there's a, there's a day. And he's sitting here. He, everybody that goes out, you would think Abraham had all these kids. And they would all be just out there shouting and serving God. And there's only one doing it. I just run you off a whole list. Probably 25, 30 names. I didn't even mention all of them. And you would think they'd all serve God. Ishmael tolerated where, where's all the rest of them in this passage when Abraham dies? Where's all of them at? They're not nowhere to be found. Uh, Ishmael, Ishmael is there with Isaac. Uh, they, they have a, a little bit of fellowship, and then they go off to the wayside. Uh, again, the typology is clear. We're in the middle of this thing. Brethren, your Bible is set up. i got two minutes. Your Bible is set up to give you story after story after story. God chose those. If you think about millennia, I mean just eons and eons and eons that, that before the universe was, people think I'm crazy here, but I don't care. I believe the universe is 6,000 years old. I do not believe the earth is 6,000 years old. I do believe, I do believe the universe is 6,000 years old. I got Genesis chapter 1. I can see where it was created. But in Genesis chapter 1, it says he placed the earth in that thing. So the earth was already here. I don't know how far back you want to take this thing. I don't, I, you know, mathematically, I don't know how you could prove anything beyond that. But in, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. The earth was without form. Something happened. And then he says, and the spirit of God moved across the face of the water. And he said, let, and he said, let there be light. And then he starts creating again, recreating. He keeps, he's doing something different. You get back here and as far back as God goes, I mean, there is no possible way that my little 66, 70, 80 year life is going to even match what he's done. And when I look at look at the stars at night, I tell you what, you ought to go out to ship in the middle of the ocean and just look up the sky. Uh, the cruise liners are terrible because they leave all the lights on. Navy ships are the best ones because you go out there, not that they're, I mean, they're junk ships, believe me. But they, they go out there, they turn all the lights off at night. So there's no light in your eyes. There's nothing. And it's just, all you see is starlight. And, and initially, you see one or two little specks up there somewhere. First, you don't see nothing. And you have to hold on to the side of the ship and you can hear the water rushing by and all that stuff. And you keep looking at the sky and you'll see one or two little specks pop in and a couple more. And pretty soon the whole night sky is lit up. I mean, it's, there is hardly any space up there at all for darkness. It's just, you're seeing stars behind stars, behind stars, behind stars, behind stars. And it's just, it's just, it's like a white blanket with pinholes all in it. And you're sitting there looking at that thing and God says, I, I know every one of those by name. That's either true or it's not. Now, really, it is. It is either true or it's not. No, I got that, man. It's either true or not. But it's either true or it's not. I just have chosen to say it's true. Am I going to try to prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that I'm going to spend the rest of my life going through some college after college to prove? No. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to trust God that this is right. You got Abraham through and Abraham's life's over. I envy him. Isaac's now starting. And you're going to go through, and, and what the Lord showed me, says, Mike, all these men and women have gone beyond, before you. And now you're out here. And now it's your turn. Brother, it's our turn. It's our turn to do that. 
There there is no difference between us and them. Abraham was was a Gentile. We're the same. We're the same. I'm sitting there going, okay, Lord, I have a, I have a time, and one of, my, one of these days, my time is going to be gone. But while I still have that time, while I'm vertical, while I can breathe, I'm going to sit there and go, what can I do for you? What can I do? What can I do? And you know what you do when I hear these young people? heard Rachel when she said she's going to go TBDI. Talked to Sarah today, and, and I was expecting to get a uh, call to see if, if they, they didn't even call. They don't even call me no more. They figure out if you're in this church and you, you apply that I'm already okay with that. And they just, because usually they call the pastor of the church, make sure they're in church. When she, you did tell them you was going to this church, didn't you? You didn't yeah. lie? Okay, amen. <laughs> they don't even care no more, man. They just, okay, you're in, ting. And every time I sit down and talk to one of the instructors down there, they, and this is a good college, but they, they sit there and go, I, I'm like, I don't even get to do nothing no more. I'm just like here. And they go, are you stupid, man? You got more people going through Bible college in your little church than big churches have. And I'm like, yeah, that's cool, but there's nothing for me to do anymore. And they just get mad at me and just shake their head and like, you're an idiot. And I just want to do something. I don't know about you. I just want to do one more thing. Just one more thing for the Lord. Just one more thing. Isaac's going to get a whole opportunity here to do some things for the Lord. Uh, He's going to get, him and his wife is going to have two sons. And it's, you ever had sons? They're going to fight with each other. Esau and Jacob, they're going to fight. They're going to argue. They're going to do all the stuff that normal families do. And the Lord says, yours is no different. But you still got to serve me. It's called faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. Father, thank you for your blessings today. Uh, Lord, I know it may seem uh, like a long,